You're listening to the voices behind Women's Cricket Chat. That's Hannah, Georgie, Cassie, Mahika and Alex. Coming up on today's podcast, we've got Harpreet Kelsey Verdi. Now, for those of you who don't know, Harpreet is involved with the Dream Big Desi Women. And not only that, she is an award-winning ECB cricket coach and activator. And when she's not doing that, you know, doing a whole host of things, you know, improves the game she's also an recreational officiating administrator we talked to harpreet about all things cricket including taking her twin daughters to their first ever international match meeting some of the trent rockets and what it's like to take 24 kids through the process of cricket and how she really is impacting and making such a huge difference to the world of cricket Hello and welcome to this episode of Women's Cricket Chat. I am honoured to say that today we are joined by Harpreet Kelsey Verdi, award-winning cricket coach and activator involved with everything Dream Big Desi Women, 2021 ECB Grassroots Cricket Award winner and nominated for Make a Difference at the BBC this year. So if you want to talk about making things happen. This is the woman for you. So you've got me, Georgie, today. Alongside me, you've got Alex and Harpreet. Welcome to the pod. Thank you very much. Hi, everyone. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I imagine you're a very busy human. As we were just discussing before this podcast, I went to a little, you know, a little private screening of a film yesterday, but you're, you've got too much going on. You're too, you're too busy to sit down and watch a film for two and a half hours on a Monday <laughs> afternoon. So what is going on with you at the moment? What are you up to? So um, I've just been busy with work um, as I am the recreational administrator for the ECB. Um, so it's uh, it's been pretty heavy because I've been dealing with the pro game during the summer as well. Alongside that, coaching is a must. And um, I've completed three eight-week blocks during the summer and now we're just doing some smaller smaller sort of four-week courses for children um, around Nottingham Um, so yeah it's been pretty hectic um, as well as having my own two daughters as well I've got twin daughters so yeah it's been pretty hectic juggling all of that and juggling everything around work to make everything fit in but it's good it's um, I'm enjoying it I'm loving it. We all know about the struggles of balancing perhaps not quite to the extent that you do with you know twin twin daughters coaching and the works but I think probably a good place to start is what Georgie alluded to in the intro was that you did win the ECB Grassroots Cricket Award last year so just tell us a little bit about that and was it a surprise to you to find out you'd got the award? Um, It was a major surprise I was actually in London when I was told that I'd won. So I was down for the summer at my mum and dad's and I got a phone call to say, uh, we'd like to invite you to uh, one of the games where you'll be picking up your award. I was like, my award? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and then they said, you've won a grassroots award for, um, it was inspiration to play. And I was like, inspiration to play? I was like, where has this come from? They said, oh, because you took 24 girls through to cricket in Dynamos. And I was like, oh my God. Literally, I was blown away because I just did not expect it. Um, so what a lovely surprise. Unfortunately, I couldn't go for the actual game because I had only just arrived in London. So uh, they said, don't worry, you can pick it up when you're back in Nottingham. Um, but yeah, um, 
I used to work at a school and where dynamos first started. So when the hundred came along, they said we wanted to do um, uh, an event to sort of promote it. So they did the flagship event at the uh, school that I worked at. And in that I signed up 24 girls um, to to participate in the dynamos thinking that they'll only do it one or two weeks and then it's just going to drop off they completed the whole eight-week course and it was amazing to see how many girls had sort of not done any type of sport apart from PE and that was it but other than that it was just amazing to see this development so with that because of how many girls were involved and to the point that they went through the whole the whole sort of eight week course and for them to then at the end say where can we find out about cricket clubs we want to do more it was amazing so when uh, the award came about I was like are you sure you've got the right person and they're like yes we are sure we've got the right person but an absolute honor to receive it it was just such a lovely feeling knowing that I had changed a thought system in a young girl and 24 at that so that's how that came about but yeah, just again, I, I'm i really passionate when it comes to sort of giving back to the community. Um, I've always tried to do something. But when I finally got into this and I was able to give that back, being a woman myself and knowing that when I was their age, I didn't really have that because at school, PE, there were certain things. It was always like, you're going to play this. And then the boys would be like, oh, no, but we're better than you, et cetera, et cetera. But to be able to tell these young girls that, you can go forward in sport. It's not always about getting an education in sort of a professional um, sort of uh, career. You can always have a sporting career as well. So it was really nice to have that and to see those um, sort of boundaries fall because they'd only sort of seen certain aspects of life and not anything other than that. So what an absolute honour to to do that, but then also the recognition for it as well. So yeah, it was really exciting to receive that but I'm still blown away now like I look at it and I just think really was that me <laughs> and for you it wasn't necessarily you know you spent your whole childhood playing cricket getting involved doing everything here and there I was looking at your you know the ECB celebrating your award and you said you know you just played a bit with your cousins and then it was actually seeing it on um, Harps Core's Instagram that got you involved with the Dream Big could you imagine, like, just looking back at that and thinking, oh, it's just a quick Instagram thing, and now I am where I am. How did that all come about from there and just snowballed into everything it's come to now? So, again, like, I, at school, did This Girl Can, and I just used bits and pieces of that campaign to sort of make something happen at school. But when I saw the Instagram post um, on Harp's Cause, I thought this is perfect. I thought I can just add this in and then pick and choose what I need to do around it. Not realising that I would register, I would go forward and sort of like start volunteering. I just thought it's going to be a little thing. They're going to come to the school, they'll do all of that and that's it. But literally when I watched that promo, it just really ignited um, a further passion. Because like you said, I had only played cricket sort of with cousins as I was growing up. We'd go to the park, we'd play, or if we were at a cousin's house, we'd play. And that was it. Never watched it when I was growing up. As time went on, then when I got married, um, because my husband's an absolute fanatic of cricket. So joined on the bandwagon with that, but then didn't think anything else of it. So after seeing that promo, I thought, oh, I can incorporate something and then see what happens with that. 
but I never knew that it was going to blow up into this and to actually become a coach and activator has just been amazing and I thank Harps for that because had her promo not sort of come up because I follow her on Instagram had that not come up I would never have known and I would have just carried on doing what I was doing so it's actually been um I suppose a bit of a life changer because of seeing that and then delivering of what I have I carried on then the volunteering thinking that it's just more experience for me but just didn't think I would then become a qualified foundation level one coach so it's been amazing uh, that journey just coming out of something that was nothing but it's now become such a big part of my life and you just mentioned there about the level one foundation coaching and you you never in your wildest dreams imagined through the love of cricket through the game of cricket that we all know and love you've ended up where you are could you explain a little bit about the process of getting your foundation level one coaching and what it kind of means and where you hope to go forward with it so I started off the volunteering throughout the summer last year and then um my my cricket mentor who is Hina she then said to me that there is a level one coaching course would you be interested and I was like what does it involve she said it's just a case of getting those skills at a level which you're able to deliver with confidence because there was always that fear of not delivering correctly am I doing the right thing you always worry if your delivery is good. Are the kids enjoying it? Are they engaged? So it was, I suppose, another sort of, I suppose, knowledge for me. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And it was over two two Sundays and um, went down to Trent Bridge, did my coaching. And it was a real eye-opener because they don't just teach you the basics of what you've got to teach to the children. There's other things that are in attached to it in terms of safeguarding, uh, emotional support just generally being able to link your relationship to the child in terms of a coach and a child learning. And I think because I've not actually been from a sporting background, it helped me a lot in terms of how to deliver and how to have that rapport with the children, which was really nice because even though I worked in a school, you have that rapport, but then when it comes to sports and you're trying to teach something, it does take on a different role, especially depending on the, the the age of the child. Because with, with the cricket that I do, it's, it's All-Stars and Dynamo. So All-Stars are the younger ones, and then Dynamos is the, uh, the older age. So I think in that respect, in terms of having to show sort of, okay, I'm coaching you, but I'm not going to press you because it's all about fun for the younger ones. The older ones do take it seriously. So I think that coaching really helped because then I was able to balance between the two ages um, and understand the needs of both age groups. So I think in terms of the coaching, it's a really, really good thing to do. Um, the coaches were brilliant learning the new skills that I have and I've been able to put it into practice, which I think has been just like, it is, it's been amazing because I've not been able to have done this before. So stepping out of your comfort zone to do something that is new to you, but it's now become a passion is, I'm really grateful that I was able to do it. And you mention it like that. It's almost as if you get as much from it as the girls that are being coached. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's because of not having that, not so much not having the chance, but myself not pushing myself enough when I was younger to do that. But now I'm able to to express myself with the children and say to them that when it was my time, when I was your age, I didn't do these things, but if you're really serious about it, this is the steps that you can take because we've got some really serious, like boys and girls in the dynamos who are like 
we want to like play Red Bull. And I'm like, you will get to that level eventually, but you need first the basics. And once you've got those basics, you then need to join a club. So I think as a coach, I'm now able to confidently say that, whereas before I wasn't sure how it works. So I'm, I'm quite like, I'm proud of myself that I've grown in that sort of space of time because of not knowing. And now I, I am able to to advise the children and their parents that look if this is the next sort of route um I mean I always take advice if I need to if I'm not sure of something but it's opened up a new world for me in terms of understanding the, the game more than anything and you mentioned that you didn't necessarily have those opportunities growing up do you think there's certain cultural associations with that do you find that something like dream big is obviously making such a difference for desi women and you now as a coach are showing that not only you can play you can coach you can be involved in the game in all facets dream big opened up so many avenues not just for me but also the children that i've worked with and also i suppose other colleagues who are part of the dream big uh, desi women for me growing up i mean i had a really really liberal growing up my parents always pushed us to do things and I think it was just me in myself thinking oh no I can't do a sport it's it's a boy thing I'm not going to get anywhere with it but they've always pushed me even now like I'm nearly 40 years old they still push me to follow my dreams um but I think with dream big desi women has opened up a lot of um eyes in terms of young girls thought they couldn't do a sport not not sort of thinking outside of the box um hearing someone else saying that we're just gonna get married once we finish school and that's it and I'm like is that what you want though and they're like no and the thing is having that mentor um to to sort of tell you their life experiences to now life experiences I think has helped them a lot and sort of I've got dream big to, to thank for as well because I didn't know my own potential until I went down this journey. And I think until you do something which is completely out of your comfort zone, you don't realise how, how what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, sort of how, how much you are actually able to do something without sort of thinking twice about it. Because I was always one that was like, shall I, shall I not? And that is what I have always said to the children that I work with. Don't be afraid to make a decision. Don't follow others. But having this, having having such a big support network with Dream Big has been amazing. And even when I went down to the summer party um, in the summer at Lords, it was brilliant to just connect with all of these wonderful ladies that have got so many amazing skills. Even though we all do the same thing, but we all bring something different to the table, which I think is really lovely. So I think Dream Big has has been an amazing journey for me I wish I'd got in sooner to be honest with you (laughs) and just what Georgie was saying there about you know the cultural differences and stuff like that I think it's so important that you are a coach because we talk a lot on this podcast and a lot in general about you have to be it you have to see it to be it and I think you being a coach and especially in cricket where it's viewed predominantly as a white sport and coaches are all white it's so great that you and dream big are able to sort of break those barriers down and be those icons that someone like I can look up to absolutely and I think that's the thing growing up I didn't see someone who looked like me and I think that's what a lot of children now are like 
like I, I will, I've, I've had it before from a few of the kids, but you're Indian, miss. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I know. They're like, but we don't see this. I'm like, well, I said, you are going to start seeing it now. And I think it's really important to, to sort of have that balance because I've got loads of role models that I looked up to when I was younger, because I think, you know what, when your children, you don't sort of see things the way as as we do now and when I was growing up I didn't look at sort of cast creed or color or whatever it was always a case of oh that's my role model they are amazing I want to be like that person but I think now and I think it is really important that cultural awareness is a really major thing at the moment and I think a lot of families don't realize that their children have got that potential, but they just keep it to, no, this is what's going to happen and that's it. They, they're too scared to sort of come out of those boundaries. And it may be because of in the past, whatever used to happen then, but we all have to grow. And that's what I said to a lot of parents when I was working at the school, that you need to encourage them. And even if they are girls or boys, it doesn't matter. As I that encouragement is really important because you don't want them to get down the line sort of like a few years down the line they're like well you didn't let me do this you stopped me from doing that and I was like and it's not fair I was like they need to experience life for themselves and I said even if they are at such a young age I said but sport is a good thing Uh, because a lot of parents do think oh no no you're not going to do that because you're a girl and I I heard it with my own ears as well so I think in terms of culture is a really big thing and and I think it's just really important for parents to sort of grow with the time especially with their children because their children are the future I mean we're not going to be around forever but they're they're still going to be here when we're not and I think it's their future that we're we're doing this all for so that they get those opportunities equally and they don't have to go through what many people have gone through in terms of like not being able to play on a certain cricket team or a football team so I think it is really important that as 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 culture we we do need to sort of keep that momentum going that every culture can be involved in everything and it doesn't matter where you're from what religion what what background you come from we're all one at the end of the day and I, I love that about cricket because it's such it's such a lovely game that you could be there could be two teams but you could be sitting next to someone in the opposition but you can have a laugh and a joke with them whilst games going on um which I think is really nice so yeah I think going forward it is just really important and I think Dream Big has opened up that avenue um for a lot of of lot of this stuff that has been going on sort of in the past to bring it now to the future that no we are all as one and we're going to do this together so yeah I hope that answered that and what do you find is the most rewarding part it's probably quite hard to pick just one what are your top two most rewarding parts of being involved and what you do in your roles so I think for me the most important thing is to see the smiles on those children's faces, um, knowing that they've bowled right, they've got a wicket, or they've done really good fielding and batting. I think just that involvement of seeing them go from week one to week eight and absolutely nailing the basics, and at the end saying, I've done it, I've done it. I think it's just amazing seeing that development. That's the one one thing. But I think the second thing is just being able to give my time back to the community and these children. I mean, they don't know me from, from like the first day. It's only during that eight-week period they get to know me. 
so being able to give back to them is is the most amazing thing and I'll keep giving as long as I can I also wanted to ask you mentioned earlier that you had some of the Trent Rockets I believe it was Catherine Bryce and Abby Freeborn who came down and did like a coaching session with the kids what was that like for you and what was it like for the kids to sort of you know be coached by these established players and as well as Scottish captain Catherine Bryce literally the children were over the moon uh, when we told them that there's two players coming down they were like what and when they saw them walking out it's their ladies I was like yeah I was like they're ladies I was like I was like you're gonna like get to ask them questions and actually train with them it was a brilliant day uh the kids absolutely enjoyed it they asked so many questions at the end as well which was really nice and to hear that feedback from Catherine and and Abby as well it was just lovely to see that the questions that were asked as well I think it was a really proud day for the girls because they've never been involved in something so big for that to happen um was amazing for them and I'm really glad they got to do that um but yeah it was a brilliant day to have both of them down that day and they showed their bowling skills uh, batting they played with the kids so they we did a game sort of towards the end which was really nice and what does it mean for the community as a whole to have programs like this and you know can it then expand into other aspects of community life I think it can I think because we've there's so many different clubs which do this and I've been involved in three separate ones but as a community I think because then the word gets around there's more new ones that are popping up and I think that's really nice because I was involved in one of the new ones in Nottingham which was really nice it was on a Sunday morning and again, it was, um, it was a, uh, the Asian community. They, they've actually got like an Indian community centre and they got the children involved from around that area and the children that actually attend um, any other sort of cultural things that happen. But as a community, we've actually brought in other cultures as well. So it's not just that Indian community part of that. We've brought in other cultures, which is really nice. And that's, I think that's one of the things which are really important, that it doesn't have to just be that certain communities. Everyone is open to everyone. And I think when the word gets around, people start finding out and then they're messaging to say, can we be part of the next cohort? Can we be part of the next cohort? So that is really nice that the word has got around and we're able to offer this. So yeah, I said in, in that respect, I think as a whole community, I mean, especially in Nottingham, um, it's been really nice to actually have that cross sort of, cross community chats and they do like different sort of if they've got a day going on um we'll try and get all stars and dynamos sort of set up but a lot of people do know about it which is really nice because we've had a couple of um things that have gone on where I've been uh, sort of involved in doing cricket on the side so there was something in um in Arnold it was like a little fair and we had an all stars and dynamo thing set up and then we had parents come in with their children and they took sort of like a contact to find out where their nearest club was. So I think in that respect, the community is really good in that in that way, because we're promoting the Dream Big project as well as children being able to play cricket. But parents can get involved as well. So as parents, you can volunteer. You can come down. You're having a bit of fun with your child, which is really nice to see. So I think the community, the community spirit is there. It's just about getting everyone involved and just not certain groups. It's everyone. So And Dream Big sort of spearheaded in a way the likes of Saka and 
eight the ace program and now we're seeing more and more diversity in cricket so how pleasing must it be for you to not only be part of dream big but to also you know sort of in a way create help inspire these sort of avenues for for these kids to go down now if they do wish to pursue a career in cricket it's it's amazing to see this because like I said when I was growing up you didn't see it but seeing it now the the diversity is brilliant and I think it's helped a lot of children understand that we can do something like that and hearing that feedback from the children and hearing them talk about sort of the cricket and seeing like all these different like for example the hundred the hundred's got so much diversity in it and hearing the kids talk about it because I know it was it was a a new thing not everyone was like oh no not sure about it but literally hearing the kids say oh it's like IPL miss and I'm like yeah it is but then they say it's really nice to see a mixture of teams and it's not just one sort of cultural background it's everyone so I think it's it's really nice to to hear that from the children and I'm I'm actually really glad that we have those conversations because it's not always been a conversation but hearing it now and they're like like even my girls they're like oh um who was it um oh what was his name Shamsi so they were so excited when he took his he took his shoe off and like started like doing his dial they loved it and I, I think the hundred is what is helping bringing these kids um into this and seeing that diversity which is lovely um so yeah I I couldn't be happier with the way that children are interacting about the 100 and cricket because sort of a few years ago I'd never have sort of even heard hear my own children talking about cricket the way they do um and then you've got the little cards as well the 100 game cards that they like swap over with their friends so I think that has helped as well in in this whole sort of the diversity of it and children just enjoying it and I think this has helped pan their future now because they know that the hundreds coming every year now and they're going to see these players and I think that's really helped them to enjoy the game as well as understand the game and also see that diversity. And for you obviously you've been involved in so much throughout the time you've been involved in this setup but what is next and how can we make that next big step oh god um well I do want to go on to my level two of coaching um I want to go as far as I can with that um because if I've made a difference now I can carry on making a difference um for for years to come um and I think because I'm just so passionate about it and with Dream Big being my biggest sort of platform for it as well, it's it's just it's just rewarding to be able to see this through. Um, and I think hearing from the last uh, four week cohort that I did, they said that we wanted you from the start, but I wasn't available. So hearing that, it just makes me want to do more and more. Because then the kids were asking, oh, is, is Harpreet going to be there? And like they were like, unfortunately, she's not. So hearing that they wanted me to come back, and that just makes me want to drive this even further. Um, and I do want to carry on coaching. And like I said, for as long as I can, I will do it. So I think that's what's next for me. But in terms of, of the children, I, I'll carry this on for them um, whenever they, they need these programmes. I've already said to my mentor, I was like, tell me when the next ones are. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I think it's just taking this forward, driving it as we are, promoting it as we are, because so many children are involved. Parents are really enjoying that as well. And I just I, I think this is the future that we just need to carry on driving forward. We need this. We need um, we need more children in sports and we need we need more women in sports as well. So it's it's uh, just driving it forward as we are. And how do you use your role um, at the ECB as recreational cricket administrator to expand this like beyond Nottingham and the sort of central hubs of this, but to the whole country? Well, the thing is, because Dynamics is offered as, so there's like so many sort of layers of cricket. And obviously you start off with your, your Dynamos, your All-Stars, and then you go into sort of like under 11s, under 15s, under 18s, and then you've got, works it up to sort of first class players and obviously that's what we see on tv but i think in terms of that drive because it's still kept alive and we've got the recreational side of it i think that is what helps a lot in terms of making sure that the clubs are are doing what they should be bringing in new sort of like new children um so when they get to that certain point they'll move on and then you've got the next cohort that will come in because it's the same with dynamos like I did the first lot and then when I did the second one it was a new new band of children and those that were at the last cusp of it they went on to dynamos so starting off with that but I think that's always going to be there which I think is great because that will give them the basics and then they'll go on to the next stage so I think having that recreational admin side to it because I see them that side of it but I get to see the coaching side as well so I think that's helped me a lot in terms of how to promote the next sort of cohorts etc so I'm quite grateful that I've I've got the the role that I'm in to then be able to use that as part of coaching as well it sort of ties in quite well to understand both sides of it and do your own daughters get involved at all with the dream big and the sessions or are they just like very supportive from the sidelines no, they actually are. They started off with All Stars last year. Um, so a few sessions that I did on Victoria Embankment in uh, Nottingham, they were there. And then uh, this year, they uh, they went into Dynamos last year as well, sort of like towards the end of the summer. This year, they've been part of Dynamos. So uh, they've done an eight-week course with me. They thoroughly love it. My older twin wants to do Red Bull, but I was like, you're not at that level yet. <laughs> So uh, just trying to trying to find a club now because she wants to take it seriously. The younger twin, she's like, mm, I'm not sure at the moment. So I think she might choose a different sport. But yeah, my older twin is like, I want to do cricket. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So yeah, they they love it though. Even to watch, uh, they they went to their first international match, which was in England versus India at Trent Bridge. They absolutely loved it. They were so excited, and I think that's what makes cricket so fun because the atmosphere the people just in general like it's so busy and you've got music and I think you know when the little thing goes they love that and they do it themselves it's quite funny but yeah they love it so um who knows they might one of them might end up being a Trent Rocket one day (laughs) it's funny that they like to imitate that trumpet that's the one thing I dislike about the cricket, that bloody trumpet. Absolutely. Like, and now it's now it's like evolved to the rugby league and it just drives me insane. But that's what, 
but that's what you were saying Harper you want to make cricket fun and exciting you do absolutely and I think the thing is you you can't put that pressure on young children at that point when they're still learning um it's the same with when you're when you're at school when you're learning to sort of write you don't put that pressure on but you can show the basics of how to do that handwriting so in that in that respect same you want it to be fun for them but you don't want to sort of say to them, no you need to throw the ball like this you just show them and that you let them get on with it because practice makes perfect and that's what we tell them that you don't have to be so serious because there are some children that will be like no I need to get this right I need to get this right but it's it's all about making that fun and enjoying it and I think that's so much what sport is about you know there's no point going into something if you're not going to enjoy it in the first place so that's where dynamos and all stars really they sort of hook you you know because you go you enjoy it and then you develop without even realizing it because you're having so much fun making new friends and learning a new skill absolutely well since you got involved and um have seen more of the cricket world what is the biggest change that you've seen in the game or myself okay I'll start off with me um I've seen a change in myself in terms of understanding sport and enjoying it because when I was younger I hated sport I wasn't a sports person just sort of played cricket here and there but hated any other sport so I think for me it's opened my eyes in terms of enjoying it and having that fun um and I think had I not gone down this route it would have been a sort of a back shelf thing I wouldn't have thought anything of it but now it's at the forefront and I really enjoy it so even sort of like at home the kids want to play in the garden we'll we'll have a quick game um just a bit of quick cricket but yeah no it's brilliant so I think for me it's brought my confidence up um and also to to sit and actually watch a game that I understand so I think in that respect just confidence mainly with me but in terms of the game change has come around because of the fact that we're seeing more women in football uh, sorry in cricket not football in cricket but also football and seeing lots of women in different sports but I think with with cricket it's just been amazing to to see the teams over the sort of like the hundred like I was lucky enough to go to the promo um, in London and I got to meet some of the players there so I think there has just been such a, a brilliant change in terms of new sort of thought systems uh diversity and just seeing a real mixture of of people they've all come from different backgrounds I mean some are from abroad some are from here but it's just so lovely to see that change and I think going forward that is going to be the main thing because we we're going to have many different cultures many different sort of um diverse backgrounds and I think that is that's our future for sport I think cricket has already done it. So Dream Big is obviously inspiring Desi women to get involved in cricket, you know, all different levels, coaching, playing, all that. What else can come from something like this? You know, who else can learn from these kind of things? Can it go into rugby, football, tennis? You know, I guess the world's your oyster at this point. I think so. Um, I think Dream Big Desi women could actually do this with any sport and it because of the fact that like this is from example from obviously watching the ladies play um the uh the England match uh football if if we can get that sort of 
result why not why can why can't dream big go into something like football rugby tennis i think it's um i think it's a thing a, a group that can do all sports not just cricket i think it can go further than what what we 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 see at the moment it's been such a success with cricket so why not the rest and i think it it would be amazing if it did go far i really do think it would um Maybe there's something I need to say to Shruti. <laughs> and with the South Asian Action Plan sort of being in place for four years and with Dream Big, Desi Woman, is that if there was a way to somehow extend it, what would that mean? Because obviously Dream Big is such a life-changing experience. It seems like such a shame to sort of just end it after four years, so to speak. I know. And I only came in last year and I said to Shruti and Hina, I was like, please, can we just extend it? I, it would be amazing if it was extended and I'd, I'd be over the moon. Um, even though, like, there obviously people say, oh, but it's, it's coming to an end. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that we've stopped. <laughs> but I, 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 it would be a dream come true if it did extend because there are other avenues that can be visited then. And I think that would be amazing um to see happen so I don't know like I said I'll mention it to Shruti and Hina <laughs> see, see if they would but it would be it would be amazing because of what it may, has meant to me that could go further afield with so many other South Asian ladies um to to actually extend it and get more on board and a uh, friend of the pod Naomi Datani, who's also been on and done a little bit of work with Dream Big. What is she like to sort of, you know, speak to about this and like bounce ideas off of? So we just kind of want to know what Dats is like. She's amazing. I met her at the um, the summer party and what an absolute inspiration. Just hearing her story of how she started from where from where she started to where she is now um it was brilliant and what a humble person she's so down to earth and she's she's really positive about ladies and children and girls coming into sport I think she's she's a role model in herself and when my when my daughters said to me when when I told them that I'd met her they're like oh my god how did you meet her so to actually hear from them because they've got her on one of their cards they were like, but she she plays for London Spirit. And I'm like, yeah, she does. But it was amazing to meet her. She's she's inspirational in terms of her journey as a cricketer. And she's not given up. She said she had the same sort of sort of thing, like, why are you playing cricket for, et cetera, et cetera. But hearing her just carry on and, and be passionate about it is brilliant. So I think, again, she's another role model that, has been amazing in this whole project as well same with harps core her journey as i mean i know she's a presenter but just hearing her story of of wanting to do things and giving back to the community as well and them both telling their story that you can do whatever it takes to do what you want you just have to dream big and that's exactly what what it's true it's just in that in that thing dream big that sounds like quite a good place to finish alex have you got anything else to add on that one so we like to we like to keep it lighthearted as we come towards the end. I don't know why I'm talking in this voice. Anyway, so we like to end on a bit of a fun note that isn't my disastrous dating life. So just a bit about you. Um, what? Oh, normally we go on cricket ones, but I'm going to go with okay. So 
What is your favourite cocktail? I'm starting with that. Um, I would have to say a porn star martini. Oh, I knew I liked you. <laughs> I mean, Question, do you shot the Prosecco or do you pour it in? I pour it in. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got judged for doing that. Really? Yeah. Are you meant to shot the Prosecco? Apparently so. But like, why is that a thing? No, I pour it in. Yeah. Extra bubbles. All about that. Don't ask me. I've never had one, so it's not my it's not my go to cocktail. I must admit, I go, for, <laughs> I go for one that I probably shouldn't mention on this podcast. So, is it or a, a woo Yeah, a woo. Mm. I either go that for sounds a- like something on the Sims game. If there was anyone you could play cricket with or against, who would it be? Oh God, um, I would. If it, if it was anyone, um, I'd have to say Catherine Bryce. <laughs> with that, she is great. We've had her she's on the podcast. Brilliant. She's fantastic. I was, I spent a lot of time with her at Fairbreak, and she's just such good fun. She's she is. She's brilliant. She's a proper role model, great captain, and a really good cricketer. Oh, God, she is. She is. Yeah. I'll give you that one. You can have Catherine Bryce. <laughs> What would be your go-to item at a standard village cricket tea? And I'm talking like, you know, brownies or pizza, not not a spoon like Wongy thought. Oh, God. What would be my go-to? Pims. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Imagine that, just rocking up to the outfields like pissed on pims <laughs> you know what that is proper cricket though that is, do you know what every time we go it's always a pims i will always have a pims yeah you know it just takes the edge off it does <laughs> you mean after me um <laughs> if there was one thing you could say to your younger self what would it be don't be afraid to dream Okay, last Netflix series you binged? The Crown. I'm only in episode four. I'm a bit behind. <laughs> Favourite cricket ground you've been to? Lords. Nice. And what was their Pim's price like? Oh. <laughs> be on the floor. Georgie, be on the floor for the prices, not the drinks. <laughs> True. There's a reason they invented hip flasks, isn't there? <laughs> at Lords, you can technically get away with like sneaking in like more than one bottle of wine if you do it craftily by having like a bag inside a bag yeah or you get one of those bracelets that fits a whole bottle of wine in you get a bracelet that feels yeah, like bracelets that fit wine in them that are like a hip flask you can also get bags that fit a bottle of wine and have a little tap wow i'm not an alcoholic i promise i need to go shopping with you georgie yeah no <laughs> I spend a lot of TK Maxx is very good for all of these things. Anyway, we move on. Um, <laughs> if not cricket, what? Does it have to be a sport? No. Could be life. If it, if, if it wasn't if if it wasn't cricket, then photography. Um I I used to be a wedding photographer many years ago. So it's still a hobby. Um so yeah, if it wasn't cricket, then it would have been photography. That's really cool. Do you photograph at the cricket? I do, but I don't take my big camera with me now. It's just my phone. <laughs> it's a big old thing to lug around, isn't it? It is. Um, Favourite type of 
music to dance to on a night out? What's your go-to? My go-to? Oh, um, to be honest, I like old uh, 80s. And you go like to karaoke song. What's your go-to karaoke? Well, to be honest with you, I actually did a karaoke song in on holiday <laughs> and it was Robbie Williams' Angels. Oh, that's not oh, that old. Oh. Singing. <laughs> that always makes me think of like year five discos. And they would suddenly turn it on and be like, it's time for a slow dance. And we'd be like, we're 10. This is weird. Well, that was my go-to on holiday. But I also did Rick Astley, Never Gonna Give You Up. Classic. <laughs> you see, I'm an ABBA girl. ABBA's good. I like ABBA. I like ABBA. I'm a queen gal. So I probably would sing something like Bohemian Rhapsody, which oh. I know. That is a big, big task. That, that is, that's that's great because you can do all the voices. Yeah, or Don't Stop Me Now. Like, don't oh, I love Don't Stop Me Now, yeah. Song. Yeah, another one for me is um, House of Pain's Jump Around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have the energy for some that. reason I know the entire rap to. I don't remember why <laughs> or where I learned it, but it's... I know, I know the first bit, and then I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> I'll leave it to Georgie. <laughs> yes, in that voice, obviously not. But. Um, what would be your last meal what would be my last meal okay i'm a bit of a italian lover so uh, pizza express <laughs> with dobles with dobles nice and then pudding the chocolate fudge cake with a scoop of ice cream that is my favorite go-to every time but i'm just getting hungry thinking about that no, it's Peter Press up the road for me. If you signed up to their mailing list, I think I spend like ninety percent of my day thinking about food. It's a real, it's a real bad habit. It could be worse. You could be thinking about really terrible things. So yeah, yeah. true, true. Food is good. Yeah. Um, summer or winter? Oh God. Um, I like both. Just because summer is just lovely. It's nice and warm. You can wear your summer clothes. And then the winter, you can just wrap up warm. So you're coming from the cold and it's really cosy at home. You just get a blanket and sit down on the sofa and just watch whatever. What are you watching at the moment? I'm not actually watching anything at the moment, um, apart from EastEnders. (laughs) I honestly don't know what's going on in EastEnders anymore. I'm loving it at the moment. Who knows? I... I haven't watched it in years and I sometimes think maybe I'll get back into it and then I'm like, oh my God, no. But... Yeah, too much time has passed, I find. Harper, <laughs> um, if you, who is your favourite cricketer that you've seen live? It can be male, it can be female. Go for it. But it can't be Catherine Bryce. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, I've seen live, I would have to say... Oh, if it's male, I'm going to go for, but he doesn't play cricket anymore. Can I have that still? Yeah. Yeah, Emma Stoney. Oh, fair enough. You can have that. And I'm trying to, trying to think female. Um, I want to say Catherine Bryce again, but I can't have Catherine. I'm going to say Abby because she's, she's really good as well. Yeah. And I, I met her in person as well. <laughs> that always helps. 
if you're looking for something to watch, actually, we were talking about it yesterday at the screening. Um, there's a new BBC series that it's called The Great Indian Cricket Dream. Oh, and I think there's three episodes, um, The Women in Blue, and it's uh, along the same kind of lines, you know, obviously as the film. But, oh, brilliant. Um, it's on iPlayer, so I highly recommend. Thank you for that, George. Um, I was talking to um, Archie Kalyana, is that how you pronounce her surname? She's yes. from BBC Diversity, and she's helped produce it and like get all involved in it. And, brilliant. and she was saying it's so worth watching. So that's your that's Thank your you. homework from that is thank you I will, I will have a, I will have a look at that yeah it's on my list definitely Brilliant. so there you go have you seen the Mitali film I haven't no I haven't seen it I need to I need to Alex have you not yet I was meant to go yesterday but because I had like no it was a no sleep week last week at work I was like I can't get out of the bed I just can't I can't leave the house I was like I'm probably gonna fall asleep on the train and end up somewhere I shouldn't so it's like maybe not yeah I literally was like shall I go shall I go shall I go and I was like I can't I've got too much to do guys there was free popcorn and <laughs> milky ways okay you're making us jealous now and little like children's sized um buxton bottles you know like when you send your kid off with a packed lunch we had that <laughs> box with a buxton a milky bar milky way not milky bar and some popcorn <laughs> and um that was there she gave us a little talk so that's really cool oh Film. Yeah, I thought it was a great film. I think I'd watch it again. No, I definitely need to watch it. Ne- need to watch it, definitely. And then obviously there was the Julian Army one, mm. which they were filming in Durham. And I was like, how does this look like India? <laughs> I understand if you went to like... Yeah. Or somewhere, or Manchester. Which I was- actually think ages ago, someone got in touch with me to be in one of these films. It must have been the Mitali one, because it's pre-pandemic. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I don't think I can fly out to India because I'm actually not good enough to be in this. I haven't played cricket in a while. So I was like, I'd be really, you know. Um, but loads of the girls were in it. Like, I was talking to like, a bunch of the Northern Diamonds girls have played in this one for the Goswami film. And like Saba, um, who was out of Fairbroken stuff. So, okay. Yeah, they got some they got some good talent in it. It's gonna be Brilliant. Brilliant. That- I'll, have to, I'll definitely need to watch it. Is that the one with Coley's wife as Goswami? Yeah. 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 Um, but it's really interesting stuff like this, like how long actual Goswami spent, you know, with her on her action. And the same with Matali, apparently spent hours and hours and hours teaching the actress how she plays cricket, you know. Oh wow. Rather than Brilliant. Just, hit the cover drive like this is how she does it and it looks like her because obviously like Goswami's got such a um what's the word unique unique action yeah exactly but I'm just rambling now um I feel like we've probably kept you for long enough so I'll take a pause here and then you can cut out this round a bit Alex and I'll finish it off so Harpreet it's been absolutely amazing to have you on women's cricket chat today you're you're just an inspiration to all of us really you, you just threw yourself in you got involved and think of all those lives that you've changed just through cricket and it's amazing to hear everything you're doing a very deserving awards winner and hopefully make a difference at the BBC will come up trumps again and you're going to need a bigger trophy cabinet it's been so so fab to have you on thank you for taking time to talk to us post holiday I know we like to try and combat the holiday blues for you so I hope we've done that and now you can go away and watch some BBC documentaries on yet more cricket 
Thank you so much both for having me. Um, it's been lovely speaking to you both and uh, just really nice to share my story. Um, and hopefully I'll manage to change some more lives. But yeah, thank you so much, both Alex and Georgie. It's been a pleasure having this chat with you. And you have, you've you've, you've taken the holiday blues away. <laughs> just uh, quickly, Harpreet, where can our listeners find out about you and all the amazing work that you're doing and about Dream Big, if they do want to get involved in those final few months. And just, you know, they want to just check in with the trailblazer that you are. So if, if you do want to get involved in Dream Big, it's uh, ecb.co.uk forward slash Dream Big. And if you want to find out more about me, um, there are, uh, there's, there's been sort of interviews on the BBC. Um, you can also find me on uh, Instagram and I'm happy to speak to anyone if uh, they they wanted to find out more. Um, but yeah, uh, I I'm open to sort of giving any advice. And if you're unsure of sort of like if you're going thinking of going into cricket, you don't need to know anything. You you can just learn it as you go. Um, so just keep dreaming big, and uh, you'll you'll get where you want to be. Massive thanks to Harpreet for coming on and being a guest on the podcast. It was really interesting to hear about her story into cricket and how that despite the Dream Big Destiny winning perhaps being up after four years, she still wants to continue on this journey and be a coach and be a voice for kids. And we really champion that and love that on the pod. And to all our listeners, if you want to keep up to date with everything that we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter at WCricketChat on instagram at women's cricket chat and if you want to give us a like on facebook we are women's cricket chat if you'd like to give our personal twitters a follow then it's at hannity1194 at georgie heath 27 at cassie coombs 98 at mihika varshney and i'm at alex james this has been women's cricket chat tune in next time